Welcome back to the Cold Comedy Show. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to the year 2021. I had to play a little bit of that from an album that was one of the baddest albums that Curtis Mayfield could ever write. And the struggle was going on then, and the struggle is going on now. You know, that album's about, what, 45 years old? And um, maybe more older. No, yeah, 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 it's a little older. And you got to think about that. You know, that was around the Nixon times, you know. It's funny how that Southern strategy really flipped America on its head, huh? You know, the Southern white man joined the Republican Party after the Civil Rights Bill passed for equal rights, so-called equal rights for everyone. And we haven't learned a goddamn thing. Not one. And this is the year 2021. Now, the year 2020 exposed a whole lot of evil, especially from the Southern white man. And the Northern one who ignores the evil from the Southern white man. But we all have to understand one thing. This is our country. Now on the 5th, down in Georgia, we might end up saving democracy or just letting Mitch O'Connell piss and shit until death decides to come and take his ass away. You know, it's funny how you see old built millionaires, old millionaires and billionaires run this country into the ground and throw you some crumbs every now and then. The game is amazing, if you really notice. We're the pawns in that game. Black, white, yellow, brown, doesn't matter. They don't care. It's a game. Life and death, it's a game. If you look around the world and you see how ruling class people treat the poor, it's the same. Regardless which color it is, which continent it's on. The ruling class treat their citizens like shit. It's a power thing. It's a game. Well, Mitch O'Connell is not going to give up that $2,000 or that 1400 And a lot of food lines, a lot of, a lot of families are hurting. A lot of people. Now, I said I wasn't going to get crazy because um, I kind of let you guys know how I feel and and some stuff I said, and I ain't taking shit back. Because a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't get it at all. Children get it. But see, it starts at home. Black and white, yellow, brown, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you don't know what systemic racism is and the system that we are living through that's been written hundreds of years ago you don't understand racism it's all about a power structure like I said you know the rich play us because when you know how dumb you are when you start becoming malicious grabbing you a fucking gun you bought in the gun store and giving you some camouflage paint and some camouflage uniforms or just plain Hawaiian shirts or whatever That didn't happen overnight. None of that shit happened overnight. 
stand your ground was passed for these fuckers to do what they're doing. And we know black lives doesn't matter to white America. Shit, after all of that protesting all this summer and last year, I mean, all that last year, excuse me, I'm getting good. All last year, in the, in the spring, in the summer, out of all that protesting, <laughs> when did they get out of it? <laughs> right after that. Three or four more black guys and got killed from police. Black on black violence, they say. Someone dropping guns and ammo off in Chicago and leaving them in alleyways so children can find them. You know, it just can't be America, is it? But it is. But the racism is hidden in nice communities behind gates, behind mansion walls. Joe say we want to go back to the status quo. Oh, we just got to get along. How are we going to get along when we don't know the history of our country? You know, I know that some college kids study, become lawyers, understand the Anglo-Saxon way, you know. And then they say, well, boy, well, you know, black leaders can't do nothing. Hey, black leaders playing <laughs> from a playbook that's been written by <laughs> the white man. So you can't just say, oh, I don't understand, dude. You're playing their game. You become, a, you become a lawyer, become a judge, you become anything in this capitalist society. You're learning his system. That's why I notice I can understand, well, I, I noticed that um, Clarence Thomas, for example, um, sits on the Supreme Court for now, I think, almost 30 some years. <laughs> Look at his record. Everything the white man wants, the wealthy white man, by the way, he gets just like this voting rights law it was put there to protect minorities and just how devious the white americans are especially the wealthy and the rich how evil that shit is they appointed a black face to replace frederick marshall but this token i mean this brother he's going to be their token that's how the game go look at ben carson ben carson is a doctor, a damn good one. I take that away from him, but he also is a quack. Donald Trump, he kissed so much white ass that Donald Trump appointed him head of housing. And what did he do for housing? Nothing. Not a damn thing, bought him a big desk. Sit behind That's power, tokens. Do what I say. If you want to survive in my world, I don't want the rest of them. You know, it's funny how millionaires, millionaires, every last one of them, except for the new ones like the girl, the Spanish girls, and a few of the um, the squad, they're poor. But. With all of that, what hurts the most after all of 2020, with, with all this death, 340 some thousand, almost 50,000 people dead in America, million people dead around the world. And all of that, 
out of all of that, food lines and all of this shit, unemployment, people don't know what to do, all of this suffering, the rich is getting richer. Now, Ayn Rand, I, if you ever studied that crazy bitch books, a lot of these white kids who are wealthy, middle-class, wealthy people, they read that shit. And that's how they think. Poor should just die. The rich, they can live better. <laughs> Sick way, huh? Don't give a fuck about the poor. That's what... Lindsey Graham, Mitch O'Connell, and the rest of those Republicans that 70 million of you dumb fucks sent them back to D.C. Exactly. That's what they're doing. They don't care about the people, even with the guns. They don't care. And that's what the Russians know. That's what China knows. So when... We holler human rights about what China doing to certain people, putting them in concentration camps. We're putting babies and moms in the fucking concentration camps here in America. And we call our fucking minority neighborhoods ghettos. Well, you know, now they're minority neighborhoods, but they're still ghettos because there are hardly any whites there. They all moved out to the suburbs. Oh, my God, there's black people in the suburbs. So we can't be racist. Look at the system. All right, so that's the show for today. Look at the system. They don't want to give you $1,400 plus the $600. One time now, by the way. This is one time. But they can give tax cuts to their rich friends. All right? That's what I'm talking about. They can do that, but they can't help you. So, So what are we going to do about it? We're going to get our asses out, Georgia. You're going to get your asses out. And you're going to try to save the Senate. Because if Mitch O'Connell get fucking six more years to run that Senate into the ground, we're really fucked. And then we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about how Donald Trump and the Republican Party plotting to pull the coup, okay? So it's not only me. It's the professors. It's people who know government. And um, if we don't save our democracy and let Mitch O'Connell have six more years to fuck us over, he already redone the courts. He already done basically fucked over America for so long, 12 years of damage and Joe Biden will not be able to fix that shit in fucking four years so let's keep it real this is our fucked up country and you know who's doing it white separatists that's what Mitch O'Connell and Mark even give President Obama's pick a hearing claiming the upcoming runoff elections in Georgia are about more than replacing two corrupt Republican senators with Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. They're about flipping the Senate. They are referenda on the disastrous tenure of Mitch McConnell and the damage the Republican Party has inflicted on America. I don't want to mince words. Mitch McConnell is the most duplicitous, morally bankrupt politician in America. He has wielded the GOP to inflict massive damage on our democracy. In 2016, 
293 days before the presidential election. He stole a Supreme Court seat by refusing to even give President Obama's pick a hearing, claiming it was too close to the election to fill the seat. But when Ruth Bader Ginsburg tragically passed away in September 2020, he engineered the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett just eight days before the 2020 presidential election, and after 60 million Americans had already cast their ballots. That's not all. After blocking many of Obama's nominees to the lower federal courts, he rammed through nearly 230 of Trump's judicial picks, reshaping the federal courts for decades to come. In 2017, McConnell rushed through the Senate without a single hearing, a $2 trillion tax cut for big corporations and the super rich. Despite his lofty promises, that tax cut increased the government debt by almost the same amount, generated no new investment, and failed to raise wages. Nothing trickled down. Meanwhile, McConnell has blocked nearly 400 House bills addressing major issues like a minimum wage increase, voting rights, and gun reform. After the pandemic hit, McConnell refused to extend extra unemployment benefits beyond the end of July, while insisting on giving corporations immunity from COVID lawsuits if their workers got sick. And he refused financial aid to cash-strapped state and local governments facing massive budget shortfalls, dismissing it as a blue state bailout. Senate Majority Leader McConnell also helped subvert our democracy by refusing to acknowledge Joe Biden's win for more than a month. President Trump is 100% within his rights to look into allegations of irregularities and weigh his legal options. Mitch McConnell cares only about one thing, power. He has single-handedly turned the Senate into a failed institution that has abandoned the American people for partisan gain. And that's what the Senate will continue to be unless Georgia elects Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. If McConnell remains in control of the Senate, it will be impossible to enact the bold changes this nation requires. Kelly Leffler and David Perdue are terrible politicians, but these historic elections are about more than defeating them. They're about defeating Mitch McConnell and rebuking everything the GOP stands for. On January 5th, Georgians can make it happen. Georgia, you can make it happen if we, Americans, wake up and realize we are fighting white supremacy straight up. Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not try to ignore it. That's who we're fighting against. White supremacy. That's it. And a lot of you who listen to my show probably get pissed off and don't want to hear that. Oh, no, no, white supremacy, the world don't change. No, 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 no. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. White supremacy. You can't deny it. We can't hide from it anymore. It is what it is. It's America. Mitch O'Connell don't want to help no one who is poor because poor people are beneath them. And that's the sad thing about it. They, are, they sit there and debate to help the citizens that they were sent there to help. 
rich privilege. That's what it's all about. And if you don't believe me, coming out of the old dragon's own mouth. Billionaires grew their wealth by a billion dollars. McConnell and his merry band of multimillionaire GOP colleagues in the Senate denied an attempt to send $2,000 checks to ordinary Americans. And you should know who these people are. Our representatives who are making life-altering decisions while living very different lives to the rest of us. These are the top 10 wealthiest Republicans in the Senate. Kelly Leffler of Georgia, along with her husband, is estimated to be worth $800 million. The nine richest Republicans after her, a list that includes Mitch McConnell and several key committee chairs like Ron Johnson and Lamar Alexander, have a combined net worth of $277 million. So that's more than a billion between the 10 of them. They don't need $2,000 checks. And so they think you don't either. Now, to be clear, Kelly Leffler and David Perdue, both trapped in tight runoff races in Georgia, have followed President Trump's lead and switched their position, now supporting $2,000 checks, despite opposing them earlier. How convenient. The president has fought for our country from day one. He continues to fight for every single American. I've stood by the president 100% of the time. I'm proud to do that. And I've said, absolutely, we need to get relief to Americans now. And I will support that. If the president says jump, Kelly Leffler asks, how high? Whatever the president wants, he gets. That is our whole shtick, her whole reason for existing. But Mitch McConnell, the fifth wealthiest Republican in the Senate, isn't swayed so easily. He and his ridiculously wealthy colleagues claim the country can't afford to give you a one-time $2,000 check in the darkest days of the worst pandemic in a century. 600 billionaires got a trillion dollars richer this year. And the question before Senate Republicans is this, are you willing to spend an amount equal to just half of that windfall to America's billionaires in order to help 160 million Americans. Because right now, the 52 Senate Republicans serving in this chamber are the only thing standing in the way of $2,000 being sent to 160 million of our neediest citizens. Senator Chris Murphy is right. The cost of these survival checks, and that's what they are for a lot of Americans, is half of what billionaires made this year. And it's about a quarter of the cost of the Trump tax cuts for the super rich that Senate Republicans happily voted for and from which, and from which many of them personally benefited. One of those beneficiaries is Ron Johnson, the fourth wealthiest Republican in the Senate, who says he is now worried about leaving our children with debt. I'm not heartless. I want to help people. I voted to help people. I voted for the $2.2 trillion CARES Act, but I also am concerned about our children's future and the fact that we are mortgaging it. We do not have an unlimited checking account. That was pure bullshit. That's what it is. That's... That's how bullshit sounds coming from a rich, racist white man. See, they're governing. They're governing for them. For them. Not us. For them. Okay? That's the game. All right? 
They're governing for themselves. When they pass that massive tax cut, they're passing it for them. They're benefiting from that. Not you, not me. So when these people sent Mitch O'Connell, Lindsey Graham, all of these white nationalist motherfuckers, rich white nationalist motherfuckers back to D.C., why? You're still in the same situation you was in, and them motherfuckers been in government for over 35 years. So either you out of touch with reality or you believe in the bullshit that they pump into you into you every day with their media, telling you what to believe, how to think. Because that's what it's all about. The power. Now, now I don't know what's going to happen um, a couple days from now. About three days from now. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Georgia going to pull the people in Georgia going to pull this shit off, or those rich, racist white bastards going to take their fucking asses back to fucking DC. And reason I'm saying that because it's true. They're racist. They're not trying to hide it. They have their militias, and they're not trying to hide it. And if Mitch O'Connor am willing to do this to American citizens while we down from a virus that I think is not by accident and don't want to help you, you think they don't care about Donald Trump being president or overthrowing our democracy? Have you thought about that? See, the game is win at all costs. And when you have the power, you can do what the fuck you want. You control the law. The problem with this one is it wasn't it didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen, okay? They wanted to overthrow this democracy if it was Bernie Sanders, they was plotting to do that if it was um, Kamala Harris by herself um, or Buttigieg or Lindsey or whatever, Warren um, all of them okay, they was plotting that's why Bloomberg jumped in because he already knows, they all know they was planning on stealing this election, regardless to what. They was plotting. Um, how bad it was that I think it was trying to steal it. I I was catching the show, and it was the circus. And even our mainstream media ignored. I don't know. You know, I know why, because most of them fuckers are rich, and they don't want to fuck up their cash cow. But I was... Um, I was um, listening to the circus, and um, and um, and I realized that these people really are just trying to steal our elections. I can delete that part of the lot itself. Did you see that feeling that this thing is getting away from the president? His behavior, and he's acting increasingly desperate. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. A system is rigged. We're ending up being a rigged election. We're going to be rigged. Very careful. A lot of shenanigans. The only way we're going to lose this election is if the election is rigged. Remember that. If this election is fixed and rigged, it'll be because the president. 
coerced pressure laws, gerrymandering, sabotaging vote by mail, lawsuits, cutting down polling sites, voters forced to wait in hours long lines, encouraging his supporters to watch for alleged fraud. I'm urging my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully. We need every able-bodied man and woman to join Army for Trump's election security operation. The president is fomenting this sort of division, this sort of violence. Federal officials preparing for civil unrest. We're seeing something we've never seen before in American history, a massive voter suppression effort to steal the election before our eyes. I've always read about things like this. I guess I must be. I wouldn't be sitting here. And they was plotting to steal our election. That's what they're doing. They're plotting to steal our democracy. These rich men planning to overthrow our democracy. And we're sitting here watching the media downplay it. Downplay it. You see, they don't care about you. Already, you're standing in food lines, you've been evicted from your homes, they throw you crumbs, $600 one time, maybe $300 unemployment. What do you do if your unemployment ran out and you have to reapply because you haven't found a job? Doesn't matter to them. They did something. They showed that they don't care. All right? They don't care. That's what they're showing us. All right. Well, all I can say is, Georgia, get out. Please, Georgians, you know, you know, the white race is going to get out there and they're going to fucking pull their mega hat over their heads and go and try to make America great again. Trump already fucking with the government saying Georgia is not, you know, is illegal and all that bullshit. And Kemp, knowing that Trump is fucking his fucking career up, don't care because he's a white nationalist, too. Uh, it's not worse than that motherfucker in Texas. We're going to talk about that in the next episode on The Cold Show. And so, you know, what we got to really call these motherfuckers out. I mean, think about it. 70 fucking million of these motherfuckers out there. I'm not talking about the 400 and 399,000 fools. You know, we know who they are. Clarence Thomas, Ben Carson, you know, black people who put on fucking confederate uniforms and wave the confederate flag like they know history not them not Candace Owens not Diamond and Silk they paid propagandists their skin is dark but their brain is fucked not them I'm talking about Americans who don't pay attention to what those mother, rich motherfuckers are doing to you. The reason you are out there suffering, trying to pay your bills and don't know why the fuck you're going to get your next meal from. And they're telling you that they can't even help you to survive to get over this virus. You might have lost your loved one. It doesn't matter to these motherfuckers. 
and we don't pay attention. So we're not educated about it. And when you start explaining shit, all of a sudden, I'm not racist, you're racist, or um, you don't know what you, you know, oh, oh, well, maybe, you know, black on black are crimes. And they still think the same way that their forefathers and their ancestors think. A lot of them. A lot of them. Even though they say, oh, I'm not racist. Okay. A little girl confronted her parents about police brutality here in America. And um, on social media, this young lady, she, um, she, um, she's, you know, she checked it out and she did a documentary. I mean, she did like a little segment on it, put it like that. And um, she was pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty, you know, it's... It's amazing how um, a child who's growing up, these young kids now, you know, they're a little bit more wiser than when we was kids, you know. And so they confront parents, especially, you know, kids who say, well, dad, you tell me one thing, you do another. Not like that fool ran out there and grabbed that gun and shit like that. But this little girl, she was confronting her parents about racism and police brutality. And you know her parents showed you how ignorant they really are. And that's that's mostly white America. I don't give a fuck if you're Italian, you know, Italian, Jewish, Anglo-Saxon, Norwegian, whatever you want to call yourself. If your fucking skin is pale. And you haven't been educated. You're going to think just like these parents. And some of you are going to be like, no, no fucking way, man. You know, black lives, blue lives matter, man. Yeah, fuck that, man. Look, like I said, all lives matter. All lives matter, but black lives should matter. But you look at the history of America, it don't matter. It don't matter. You don't care. We're living in an apartheid system that was downplayed plus we was high as fuck we ignored it when we was young but now since we in quarantine you begin to see the truth about America it's a lie and it's a racist country still land of opportunity for those with money they have been oppressed. They have not been given. There's always filthy animals. You're calling, you're calling people of color black animals. No, racism is not okay. Do you know how many? I actually no. Shut up. No. Can you shut your mouth for a minute? No. Meet Haley C. She's a teen TikToker who's part of this challenge where Gen Z white kids film themselves having discussions about race with their parents. And suddenly you see why this country is so backward, oppressive, and regressive. Afterwards, I'm going to play a clip from another one of these videos, this time from a Latina, and you won't believe what her mother tells her. For now, let's have a listen to Haley and her racist parents. Do you know how many kids? I actually, no, shut up. No. Can you shut your mouth for a minute? No. Because I actually work in the ghetto. I see the people. Do you know why I they're in that position? I see these people. Do you understand the systematic and historical reason for why they're in that position? They don't care. All they want to do is be ghetto. 
No. Yes, there's no. some that don't, and there's good people. No. Most of them just want to suck off the system or do something bad like drugs or gangs. And that's all they They care. have been oppressed. They have it not been given the same opportunities you have yes, had. They do, and there's plenty of black people. No, they don't, there's Dad. Of, there's plenty of money and you not recognizing that as an issue is the reason why it's still continuing today. I, I see them all over. There's all kinds of successful people that are of color. It doesn't matter what color, brown, white. But it's orange, a lot harder yellow. for them to get to that it position. It doesn't matter. When they do, they're fine. But there's always filthy animals. And that you're calling you're calling people of color black no. animals. You're calling them animals. I'm Are you kidding me? That's not okay. No, no matter what, that's not okay. No matter what, it's not okay. Racism is not okay. Why do you think that racism is okay? Your statistics can't, they can be warped. Statistics can be warped. You want to show, you want me to show you videos? Do you want me to show you videos of cops? I will do it. Because they can be warped. I'm not giving statistics right now. They can be warped. Personal experiences can't. No, because this is actually putting it into play. Do I need to show you a bunch of videos of cops attacking protesters, peaceful protesters? You mean I'm informed and educated? Yes, I am. Mom, I was watching political stuff and you said to turn that off because you don't want to hear about it. That means I am educated on it and you are not. I'm sick of hearing it. The fact that you can have that ignorance, ignorance for the majority is bliss. Ignorance for the minority is destruction. That are wrong. This is just pure wrong information out there. Just give me the statistic. In 2017, 457 white people were shot to death by the police in the United States. Okay. 223 were black. 76% of the population is white. 13% is black. If, if they were being killed at the exact same rate by police officers, the rate of black people being killed would be 8.9. But it's not. It's 24%. The rate of white people being killed should be about where it is. So they are being killed at a higher rate. There is more white people, meaning that the amount of people killed by cops who are white would be higher. The reaction of the person. I'm not saying it's I'm tired. not saying it's right. They're tired right. of being treated. I'm that not way. saying it's right. Good. But if they started teaching them that this is the world that we live in, you don't want to be killed. Why do you think your friend's father taught him that? Because so that his, this so his that black he, son doesn't end up dead like Tamir Rice. Because he doesn't want him to grow up with the chip on his shoulder that no one his black son to end up dead. Exactly. That's not okay. Why do you think that's okay? Because why yeah. is it something that you're okay with? Why is I'm that a reality that you're okay with? I'm okay with it. But you are. No, I'm not. I'm so saying. stand against it. So stand against it. If you're not okay with it, so stand you against it. When I stand against it, when the black people in the ghetto. Stop carrying an illegal weapon. When the black people in the ghetto stop murdering each other. I'll start caring about cops when they stop killing black people. Um, I'll start caring about black people when they stop killing cops. Okay, knockouts, let's jump into it. It took me a few days to even cover this story because I'm tired. You know, I'm just, I'm tired. 
and I'm tired of tone deaf, quote unquote, colorblind, history dumb white person in America whose complacency and their silence makes them complicit to the status quo. I'm so sick and tired of people who think that a racist is some evil person with two teeth toting a shotgun down in the South. When there's so, look, even Jane Elliott says any white person born into this white supremacist system is going to come out racist unless you actually go in and do the self-work, self-examine. You know, I, I'm just give this little anecdote and then we're going to jump into the rest of the video. But I realized in 2016 how intrinsically racist America is when I went to California and I saw that from coast to coast, from ghetto to ghetto across the United States, it was just inhabited by black people, majority black with broken down structures. And I thought to myself, how is it that people are sitting by so silently while there are groups of people who are subjugated and relegated to the ghettos? And this clip right here, it just, it made so much dawn on me, like when the father was like, he works in the ghetto and these people just want to be, they're people who think that black people want to be in the ghetto. They discount the redlining and the biased lending policies. They discount the freaking hundred years of terror where white terrorists in this country terrorized black people, even though we had pulled ourselves up from our bootstraps and they went from town to town, burning down what black people had made and built. And so it's like, it's also convenient that now we just sit down on our white ducks and we just say, oh, well, you know, those Negroes, they want to be like that. They, they, they're filthy animals. Did you hear him? filthy animals and I'm sitting here and this clip particularly hurts so much because there's a child a child how old does she look to you she can't be more than what 15 16 years old and she herself has been educated more than her parents and her parents are hollering and screaming their biases and their racist ideologies talking about sucking off of the system using that old racist trope there are plenty of pen plenty of black people who are successful and that's what they love to hear they love to hear the one little negro miracle story of the negro who made it oh yes see there can't be any racism because one negro had to scrape climb crawl bust up his fingernails ankles and toenails break his damn back on his own to be able to get to where it is that they are. And they use that one success story to be like, well, all African-Americans should be able to do that. And look, I'm a successful African-American woman. And I know for a fact that not everybody can do what it is that I do, have, can do what it is that I have done. I'm a lifetime entrepreneur, but I also come from a family where my father is not an American black man. So I came from a different paradigm where there was more that I felt was possible because of the environment in which I grew. Now, what about the people, you know, if there's white supremacy in this country, you don't think that there's black inferiority, that there are people who 
have been programmed into thinking that they are what these people say that they are. Because if there are white people out there who think that this is what black people are, can you imagine what black people may think of themselves? And they use things like, oh, I'll start caring about black people when they care about themselves. No, that's not how it works. Black people have this chronic self-abusing, self-killing behavior, these attitudes, because of white supremacy. Because if you don't think that they are SHIT, imagine they don't think they're SHIT either. And this is where the, the whole problem is just, it's just so complex. And then the woman's talking about, oh, the, the, the guns in the ghetto. Even using words like ghetto, this is where, where, where the Jews were relegated in Nazi Germany. It was called the ghetto. And I think it's perplexing and so profound that in this country, we are using the same word to talk about where black people are relegated. It's just, it's, it's bizarre. And we already showed the video of the guy who talked about how in Chicago, there would be crates of exquisite, just exotic guns with crates of bullets to go along with it, just dropped off in the alleys of Chicago that they came across when they were children. And it's just, this is, it's, this particular video was hurtful to me because the young girl is so young and she's taken it upon herself to, or at least she has received the education and the knowledge. She knew who Tamir Rice was and her parents Remember what the father said, he works in the ghetto. And I'm like, these are the people, the stealth people who live among us or who, no, not, who work among us, work with our children, who work in the hospitals and the car dealerships and the banks and the police forces, who harbor these intrinsically racist ideas and they don't think and know that they are racist. They just think that it is the way that it is. If you think that there's something about being born with brown skin that makes a person want to be in the ghetto or want to quote unquote suck off the system and all of this other stuff, you have racist ideas that have been taught to you. And unless you do the work to combat those ideas it's going to stay in you and the worst part about this video is that the parents were arguing with this girl that she's the one who's ignorant and then there's a child in the background this story hurt me so much because i see and i i know and i feel how much this girl is up against arguing with her arguing with her parents a little 16 year old girl You know, if you want to fix this problem so these kids can understand that if we Americans, we can all get along together, but this is a global problem. It's not only in America. You know, colonialism is a poison. Colonization is fucking poison. Africa is fucked up. You see... The history of this world, the real history, they know. They know. Mitch O'Connell and all of those racist bastards was initiated into a white supremacy way of thinking. They know the real history, but they're going to rewrite it, spin it. And what gets me is those who live in these nice suburbs who ran out there and voted against their own interests because they have a, a bias or hidden racism, a st- Stealth racism. You've been listening to the Cold Comedy Show. Um, this is my first show for the year 2021. Um, I want you to understand, Georgia, get out and vote. We're up against stealth racism. 
All right, you guys be safe out there. God bless. You've been listening to the Cold Comedy Show. I see you on the other side.